Hi, everybody. It's Richard Zwicky with the Green Peak. And joining us this week, we have Sean and Sarah Mahana, who are the founders and creators of a brand called Pure Dharma, which is working, of course, across the CBD space uh, across the U.S. Welcome aboard. Hi, Hi thank you, you so much for having us today. Yeah, it's Happy really, you know, here. it's great to have you on because, you know, one of the things we've, we've talked on the Green Peak, we talk about all sorts of aspects of business in uh, the cannabis space. But we haven't spent a lot of time recently about building a brand, and that's a you know a challenge for most people who are entering the marketplace with something new, you know, different than building a dispensary or a grow operation or extraction facility. It's actually the last stage for the uh, for the dispensaries is you're building a brand which people want to come in and ask for in the in the stores or online. So to build this out. Did you have a background in building a brand? Have you done this before in a different industry? Not in this you- way. Yeah, not 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 with a product like this. I do have another business that's in the cannabis space, but it's right. it's not uh, like a direct consumer type brand. So no, no, it's but it isn't always time. direct to consumer, right? Because you're building a building a brand can also be B two B. But it's a what it, basically if you haven't done it, that's great. Um, from the discussion purposes and for people who are listening, because a lot of people who are entering the market are first timers. And what's been your experience building a brand from scratch? What what are things that you really didn't expect that have hit you? And what are things that you've actually had great success with that, you know, you didn't expect? Surprises. Okay. You want me to, you want to take this, Sarah, or do you want me to? Okay. Well, um, as Sean mentioned, we are new to the CBD space in the Mm -hmm. sense that we have this wellness and lifestyle brand that we have decided to bring into the marketplace. But we both have backgrounds in um, cannabis and wellness, respectively. So we do have um, a lot of experience and a lot of just information, knowledge, um, education in terms of the industry. My background is really in skincare and wellness, and that is my forte. And Sean has been working in the cannabis industry for, for some time. And when we saw CBD market, uh, CBD products start to come on the marketplace, we just saw there was really a great opportunity to curate a brand that not only um, included CBD, but focused on sustainability and was able to deliver the goods in a high-end and luxurious high-end field more so. What we were seeing at the time was a lot of products that didn't necessarily have great ingredients if you took out THC or CBD. And we wanted to have something that was a standalone great skincare product that even if you took out CBD, that it would still be effective and it would be cutting edge with um, high-end ingredients. Mm -hmm. So we just saw that there was space in the marketplace to do so. Um, And even in terms of CBD, we wanted to hold ourselves to a higher standard. And so we hold ourselves to the THC side of things in terms of testing We do third-party testing for all of our um, ingredients. We have the COAs listed on our website so that we're taking the extra step so that people can rest assured that the products that they're putting on 
their skin really are clean beauty products because that's something that as you may or may not know is um is out there there's a lot of cbd that's on the marketplace but it's not there's a lot that isn't as highly tested right and that's that is a that is a challenge for everybody but and you know your background in skincare and wellness combined with sean's uh, experience in cannabis obviously allowed you to cut through a lot of the hype with regards to what works and what doesn't. And that's, that's fundamental, I think, to building out your product, because I think all your products are infused with broad spectrum CBD um, and using a transdermal delivery system. So, you know, for users who were cut, people who are listening who don't understand or know much about transdermal versus any other form of topical, what are the advantages for a cannabis based uh, application? I can take well, this one, Sarah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you want? Um, so, yeah. So our, our bodies are mainly uh, hydrophilic, water-loving. So um, mm-hmm. CBD cannabinoids are lipophilic. So in order to get them into our water-loving bodies, it's, it's necessary to make an emulsion, really, right. to, to penetrate through the outer barrier of the skin, which is the stratum corneum. Mm-hmm. So the stratum corneum itself is actually lipophilic, but once you get below that into the dermis and the epidermis, those are uh, hydrophilic. So we make an an emulsion, first of all, so that um, we can actually have the CBD be absorbed into the body. And so um, a couple of important things with that is with the nano. Um, the, The nano, we we break it down to a small particle size. So in order to actually penetrate through the stratum corneum, you have to be sub 500 nanometers. So typically uh, a CBD molecule, um, they tend to be in clusters and they're in the thousands of nanometers. Yep. So typically around 4,000 nanometers. So if you need to actually penetrate through into the dermis and the epidermis where the CB1, CB2 receptor sites are at, you have to be sub 500 nanometers. So we, uh, we use um, a sonication method. So it's a high frequency, um, high amplitude device to mechanically break those molecules apart into very small particles. So ours are typically between 30 and 50 nanometers. Mm-hmm. So they can definitely penetrate through the stratum corneum, get into the dermis and the epidermis where those receptor sites are at and actually do something for you. So, um, you know, which is really important uh, for topicals. Yeah. Which which is extremely important for topicals. And, you know, a lot of times it is that activator, which, you know, is found in a lot of the other components of the cannabis plant and a lot of the, um, but unfortunately they're not, you're not allowed to use all of them commonly, uh, at least not in the U S as part of the application. So, you know, that brings a challenge So the way you've addressed is quite interesting, but you know, and that that comes back to part of the the branding and stuff. Your brand is also associated to sustainability, and um, how is that message to the consumer? Well, in terms of what we're trying to put out there, obviously, um, having as light of an impact on the planet as possible is really important to us, and sustainability is definitely one of our top values. So, in terms of not only ingredient sourcing, we do all of our ingredient sourcing domestically to have a smaller carbon footprint. We work with local farmers when we can, but also in terms of like 
the packaging itself, everything is reusable if, uh, or recyclable. We do glass instead of plastic to preserve the product integrity. And then also just um, because it is more eco-friendly mm-hmm. and just looking to have that experience for the um, consumer when they receive the, the box in hand or the, po- the package in hand, they'll be able to reuse the products. They'll be able to go on our website, look and see how we're going to take these extra steps to be truly sustainable. For all of our purchases online, we plant a tree for every purchase. So we do try to to give back in that way. Um, Being conscious that we are a consumer of goods and we are going to leave an impact, but we want to tread as lightly as we can. And also recognizing that that is a huge problem in the cannabis industry. Well, it is, right? We're not, you know. That's part of the build out for you is that issue. That issue right, in, in um, terms of the consumer's mind. Obviously, in CBD, where we don't have to have as much of the um, extensive childproofing and things that they have on the T- THC side of things, but it's still something that I think is really important to address in an industry that's supposed to be respecting and revering, you know, nature and plants and plant medicine. But oftentimes, it's done in a way that the um, the planet is at the expense of that. So. That's something yeah. that we're t- really trying to be conscious of. Um, so yeah, luxury and sustainability. And then all, as I mentioned, clean beauty is, is really important to us. Well, and effectiveness, right? I mean, the process you've come through towards um, ensuring that the product's delivery system is more so, advanced is a big part of it as well. And yeah, I'd like so to that come, actually come back works. to that. Yeah. yeah. You know, that it works is key, right? <laughs> and that's part of the, that's part of the messaging. Um we do have, I'd like to t- come back to that a bit after the break, but we do have to take mm-hmm. a short break for our sponsors. Um, we'll be back in a moment with Sean and Sarah Mahana from Pure Dharma. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. And we're back on the Green Peak with Sean and Sarah Mahana um, from Pure Dharma. And, you know, before the break, we we're talking a bit about sustainability, but also the effectiveness and of the delivery system from a skincare product. And, you know, that's an area which a lot of people pay, are trying to pay more and more attention to because there's a lot of information on the marketplace about the benefit of cannabis in skincare. And there's two different aspects to it. There's the, um, the effect on inflammation and nerve, uh, nerve endings, the antioxidants, um, so mm-hmm. all of the and all of the things that are subcutaneous that really affect um, puffiness and how your skin looks and appears and your visual presentation, but there's also the medical aspects which are dealing with conditions that people face, things like acne, psoriasis, scarring after injuries and the like. How mm-hmm. do you you know how do you approach that? Because those really are two different aspects of uh, skincare, and where do you focus or do you really look at it holistically? I would say that we do look at it, look at it holistically and our products address all of those things. Um, my background in skincare obviously um, was, or maybe not, it was uh, because I loved taking care of myself. I love taking care of my skin. But then as I started to use products that contain cannabis and discovered how great they made me feel, um, I was able to experience firsthand the wellness component of that, which is why I believe so much in the power of the plant. So when we were curating our initial offerings, although my background is in skincare, we worked with a 
cosmetic developer who was also an herbalist and she helped come up with the initial offerings so that we could have beyond CBD, we could target the body with other um, effects in regards to the essential oils that we have in the different offerings. So what we have uh, to offer at this time, we have bath salts, bath fizzes, and topical healing balms. And those are available in three different effects. And the differentiating effect of the differentiation between that is the essential oils. So we have a blend for relaxation and stress relief. We have a blend for body aches and pains, muscle tension. And then we also have a blend that's to support women's hormonal cycles, which is something that is near and dear to my heart. I'm in my mid forties and just see the real need to support myself in any way that I can as I'm experiencing changes in my life and my friends are. So I thought it was really important to target that particular segment um, of the population that's often overlooked, but, but um, we really just need a lot of support in that way. So the bath salts, the bath fizzes and the topical balms, those are addressing probably, as you mentioned, more the, um, not necessarily just the skin things, but really tapping into that wellness aspect. And so soaking in the baths or putting the topical healing balms or the baths um, fizzes, those are the things that are really going to affect you in the way that you can tap into your nervous system. You have that time out and then you come out, uh, you know, a different person. We also have our face oil serum, our face cream and our hand and body cream that can be used just as like daily rituals. And those, again, you're going to have the the wellness effects, you're going to have the whole body wellness in terms of um, the CBD tapping into your receptor sites. So whether you're using it just because you want to, you know, apply a moisturizer, or in the case of my aunt, for example, she has MS, she uses it to help alleviate aches and pains in her skin, you can really address it both ways. Yeah. And you know, that's, I mean, that impact of the holistic treatment for a variety of conditions and for a lot of things have been ignored is something which people really need to be mindful of because when you start using cannabis for a condition, there's a lot of system-wide benefits that people don't expect that come into play. And, you know, I go back, I remember back in 2017, I was down in uh, one of the Latin American countries and I met with the head of the UN health commission down there and, uh, or senior official, um, don't want to put anybody in trouble, but, but, you know, after about a 15 minute chat with them, uh, they asked me, do you have any? And I was like, no, no, I don't. And uh, we chatted for a few more minutes and he said, come on, do you have any with you? And I was like, no, it's not legal here. How could I have it? And he goes, oh, and he rolled up his sleeve and his whole arm was inflamed um, it was horrible with, with psoriasis. And he explained mm. to me that one in 10 people in the city he lived in, which was a city with millions of people, was affected by psoriasis from environmental stress. And he's, he said, you know, he used to be able to get a cannabis topical that eliminated the problem. But of course, going into a country where it wasn't available, it was back. And it wasn't just the skin effects, it was other effects across his body with his stress levels that were going through the roof, which had been managed better by having a cannabis-based topical. 
and he wanted it. He wanted to find ways to help bring that forward for himself, but also for the people in the country. And, you know, together we did, uh, which was really powerful that people now have access. But one of the things that came up through the discussions was, you know, there's 150 odd compounds in the plant. And which ones other than CBD are you asked about for including in your product in the future? Because, you know, there's CBDV and CBDA and CBA and CBC and CBG, and they're all in the mm -hmm. CB areas. And then there's the NPAs and the like, which all have incredible effects from a dermatological perspective. Which are you looking at and which ones would you like to include or look at including going forward? Well, we do believe in the power of the entire plant, all the mm -hmm. cannabinoids, yep. which is why we have our what broad spectrum that we use yep. so that we do have that synergistic effect with all the cannabinoids because we understand that the plant works better when it's used as a whole and you're not just parsing out the individual cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. But you're right. There are... Um, we are asked about different things, different cannabinoids, the CBN, I feel like we're asked about a lot in terms of helping promote restful sleep. Um, Sean, do you want to? The, the major constituents that we have in our broad spectrum are CBD, obviously, uh -huh. uh, CBC, CBN, CBG. Those are the main ones. Um, okay. It is a broad spectrum. And I know a lot of other companies are saying that they use full spectrum, but they're, I mean, I, I hate to call anyone out and I won't, but uh, they're not. So if, yeah. if you're missing- A lot of people base uh, it off of isolates and miss out on a lot of the other, the value of the entourage effect that if, that does occur even in uh, topicals, right? Yeah, but so like if, you, if you're missing THC from the spectrum, then you don't really have a full spectrum, you know, oil anymore, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of- People who are doing the, the CBD uh, products are saying that it's full spectrum. And it, it, for it to be truly full spectrum, it would have to be like basically a crude, you know, which would have a lot of un, other unwanted plant constituents, you know, lipids and, and plant waxes and fats and things like that, you know, and chlorophyll and things that you wouldn't want to use when you formulate a skincare product, you know, so you pretty much have to do some sort of refining. And, and when you do some sort of refining, then you're going to lose, you know, terpenes, you're going to lose flavonoids, you're going to lose some, some cannabinoids. So, you know, I think the honest way to uh, approach it is to say that it's broad spectrum. And that, that is the best way to approach it. I mean, it's full spectrum yeah. is a, a term which gets bandied about and it creates false impressions for people. I, you know, I recognize I've seen it and, you know, it's a, it's a pain quite honestly, for everybody in the, uh, in the space. But um, one of the conditions that a lot of people look to um, CBD and the, well, the CB range of uh, cannabis products for is wrinkle reduction. What do you, you know, how many people come to you with that and how do you look at it as a, a product base? We do focus on aesthetics with our line mm -hmm. too. It, it is something that, as I mentioned, is important to me having a background in skincare and me personally, just loving all things beauty and wellness. Uh -huh. So I am um, conscious of the fact that myself, along with a lot of other women with a lot of purchasing power, are looking for products to help them look and feel their best. Uh -huh. So as I mentioned right now, we have a face cream 
and an oil-based serum that is specific for the face. Um, very, very effective, really great um, ingredients, as I mentioned, if you take out the CBD. And we're also working on a water-based serum right now, which would help to complement the line that would also include some great things that have growth factor serums and other anti-aging ingredients that will help to address the concerns that aging people have. And not just women, men too. Men want to look good and feel good as they're aging as well. So taking into account that, um, you know, we have our gua sha that we also have, which has been around for thousands of years used in Chinese medicine to help um, promote blood flow, circulation, lymph drainage, all of those things. But those are things that, yeah, we are asked about. I want to keep curating products that that Mm -hmm. serve that need. Um, But to kind of circle back to something that you asked at the beginning of the podcast um, in terms of launching a brand and where we're seeing success and where we're kind of seeing challenges. Um, One thing that I, that we, where we're really resonating are in, in person getting in places like yoga studios, day spas, wellness centers, those kinds of places are where we're actually able to get traction, see sales when people are able to actually smell, touch and try the product they're hooked. and, And that's when we really are able to get some traction where we, are, I feel like having struggles is trying to create um, any kind of traction online. So it's in- a big challenge. I know. And yeah. actually I'd love, I'd love to talk about that in the, in the next segment, but let's come back to it. We do have to take one mm-hmm. more short break and that part into how you're distributing today and would be a great part of that next segment. We'll be back in a moment with Sarah and Sean Mahana from Pure Dharma. I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. And we're back on The Green Peak with Sean and Sarah Mahana with Pure Dharma. And Sarah, just before the break, you were mentioning about the challenges of online. And that's a, that's a big problem for a lot of people. I mean, Amazon, eBay, they're not cooperative. Um, quite honestly, they're, they erect more barriers than I think anybody could ever imagine in the space. And they're, a, they're quite, look, it's a hub for almost all uh, retail online. So we have to find different ways around it. Yeah. What have you been doing? Well, as a CBD brand, we face additional challenges that other brands don't face in terms mm-hmm. of advertising and being able to put ourselves out there. And so we have been struggling, honestly, with trying to get ads out there. We have to have scrubbed pages. We have tried to work with different influencers to try to have some type of um, presence in the social media world. But honestly, it has been a challenge because the skincare world is pretty saturated and also so is the CBD market. So trying to stand out in the saturated sea of many products has been a challenge. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I mentioned when we're actually able to get our product in people's hands and they use it and they see it and try it, that's when we have success. But right now we have been just um, looking at other ways to grow the brand than the traditional online influencers, that type of thing, because that hasn't really been working for us. 
Yeah, it, it's been a challenge for everybody. So for everybody, and I know we chatted with uh, Matthew Morgan uh, a couple of weeks ago with regards from Canaland Can- Canaverse Technologies, trying to build a metaverse um, area, for want of a better term, uh, for cannabis producers, retailers, and the like to be able to have a um, a spot on the internet that people can go to, research, learn and advertise but really exist on which reflects more of the real world in terms of how we interact with the products versus the you know the barrier filled online world that so many of us have to deal with daily to get through it um sean sorry i interrupted you but go ahead oh no i was just going to say so when we initially launched we did hire a marketing and branding company and Mm -hmm. and the the major advice that that they gave us was this kind of direct to consumer route Mm -hmm. um you know, using, like Sarah said, you know, influencers and digital marketing. And we went pretty heavy in on that uh, from the get-go and it just did not work. Like Sarah said, you know, it, it, it wasn't the experience that, that we thought it was going to be. And um, I would probably recommend against that to other people who are launching absolutely <laughs> in the cannabis space, because, you know, you can easily get shadow banned uh, by Facebook, you know, Facebook owns Instagram and, and I know TikTok's on that same bandwagon now too. So um, it's really difficult. And if you don't want to have your account canceled, then you, know, you have to be very careful. Yeah. The only thing I found that works, um, you know, I have a background from digital marketing for many years is, is uh, on the content marketing side is retargeting because there are channels that can be used through programmatic that do work that do drive a lot of traffic and value, but they're not obvious to people uh, on day one. And it tends to be something which really people in this industry need to spend more time on. Um, And that's because of the challenges. So, you know, you talk about that, you know, most of the, most of the effect you have is in person and dispensaries of course operate in person one-to-one with their consumers and you have to deal with many of them. How's your distribution been going? Where, you know, where can people find your products, buy your products and try them out? We are direct to consumer. So we're, you can find our products on our website on Mm -hmm. puredharma.com in California. We are in day spas, wellness studios, yoga studios, those kind of places. So we're having a slow outreach, um, organic growth here in California, because that's where we're based and looking to slowly start to grow into the rest of the United States. But that's where you can find us for now. I'm also a yoga teacher, so I've been able to um, incorporate the offerings into some of my classes. I've been part of retreats where we've been able to bring the balms into meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, the products are used as part of like gift bags for different retreats because they really fall into that wellness self-care niche. So that is definitely where we're having success and we're seeing growth. And that's where we're looking to expand into more of those kind of places. Well, and marketing through um, an association type environment of, let's say, yoga teachers and yoga practitioners is a great means to uh, arriving at the market um, because they are trusted um, referrals for their consumers. Right. I think you know, that's probably more effective when it's authentic versus mm-hmm. um, hiring influencers. Um, I think people are getting pretty savvy nowadays with regard to influencers. And I don't think they like 
being influenced. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, right? <laughs> so. No, you know, influencers definitely had their their big day. And, yeah. you know, you can't be an expert in everything. And that's uh-huh. where I think a lot of people fall down flat. And, you know, it's one thing people follow celebrities because they're just attracted to them. But influencers really uh, need to be focused and they need to be pra- practicing what they preach to really have that authentic ability to refer anybody to a product. Yeah, I think when they have a few brands, maybe that they, you know, consistently represent, that's probably better. But some of them that we've worked with will, you know, be basically trying to sell a different product every day. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I think people see every post that. is a different yeah. product and there's really no brand loyalty. Uh-huh. And we're looking just to work with people who are passionate about what we do and what we offer. And, and that's kind of what we're looking to move forward. And also we just as we've been doing this longer, seeing that our focus is more wellness, not cannabis. Uh-huh. Um, although we use CBD in our ingredients when um, I just feel like some of the cannabis crowd is not really there ready to embrace the full wellness aspect of it. Right. And I personally think like as a lifestyle brand, we will do better offering it CBD brand than being a THC brand in dispensaries because a lot of the consumers who are still going into dispensaries, frankly, are still just looking to get high. So I think that um, as we continue our path, as we focus more on wellness and not weed, that's like where we're finding the sweet spot. Well, and I think that the marketing uh, strategy you've adopted, which is really wellness focused, puts it in a position where it's a wellness product that happens to use CBD mm-hmm. and other CB products um, in it for uh, function purpose, but the effect yeah. is a holistic wellness one. And that's really what mm-hmm. you're selling. And that right. passion is what differentiates you in the marketplace. Yeah, and we like do Sarah everything said, in we, house. We have, other, <laughs> and yeah. we have other great ingredients as well. We have peptides and, and mm-hmm. plant stem cells and oh, uh, of course, other, I mean, other I'm, high end uh, ingredients. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's when, what I mean is it's not just a cannabis product. It's a general wellness product that happens right. to use cannabis yes. as yes. part of the delivery system. As one yes. of the great ingredients. Yeah. Yes. Um, Sarah, Sean, I'd like to thank you for joining us on the Green Peak this week. And for people who want to learn more, they can go to puredharma.com. They can contact you through the webpage as well. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. And can obviously also find out where to get your product and try it out, which uh, I think is going to be a valuable experience for anybody in the market. Well, thank thank you you so much for having us on and the time that you took to chat with us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back again with you next week on The Green Peak. I'm Richard Zwicky. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.